Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thank you to our fantastic listeners and our sponsors. Make sure to email any and all questions or comments to info at theabstractathlete.com. Please stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, for information on upcoming events and workshops. Do not forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And a reminder to listen to our upcoming second podcast called The Abstract Doctors Podcast and follow us on social media under The Abstract Doctors. Also, we have a pretty big announcement coming soon, so make sure to keep your ears peeled. Super stoked to, and I will use his word, to have this rad dude on our wrap up to season two on the podcast today as I talk with musician, entrepreneur, personality, and BMX legend Rick Thorne. Going to talk about his BMX career, including the X Games, and going to talk about his epic band, Good Guys in Black. Make sure to check them out on iTunes. Also going to chat about how he is one of the few people to compete and have his band play on the Warp Tour. So make sure to check him out on Instagram under Rick Thorne because he's doing some really cool stuff. Let's welcome Rick Thorne. Oh, there it is. Oh! Hey, you get, you get charged for internet uh, audio? I have no fucking idea. You're always up to something. I, they, hey, man, like, absolutely. You know how that it goes. I would say probably yes. <laughs> you, damn, I'm on internet audio. Is that bad? I don't think that's bad. I don't hell, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm older than you. I, I know less than you. Wait, if it's wait, wait, if it's internet audio, you would think internet's not doesn't charge you probably. No, that shouldn't. Dude, those are pretty dope hats, man. I haven't seen the hats. Yeah, these are cool. This this company Neuro XPF is rad. Yeah, that's how. Uh, I mean, that's how I got in contact with you, because we just did that. Uh, I did oh, the yeah. podcast with. Duh. Yeah. No, that's a rad hat. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Hey, man. You know what, dude? I got so much going on. Uh, I forgot that you're friends with Kyle. So Kyle's cool. Uh, how old are well, you, anyways? Are you how old are you? Fifty-one. Is that old, bro? I'm fifty. Oh, I don't feel old. I don't act my age. <laughs> it's just, it's just this gray that makes me look like I'm <laughs> on the other look, side. Look, let's of just it. be real. Let's just be real. Getting old sucks. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Remember when you're younger? Remember when you're younger and you would be like, "Hold on," but just for the record, uh, okay, never mind. Okay. Remember when you were younger? You would make fun of people that would be like, oh, you're just getting old. Huh? Yep. Then you realize, like, damn, I'm getting old, too. Now, yeah. now, we're, now we're that age group that we are the old ones. Yeah. It kind yeah. of blows. It kind well, of blows. You'd see an actor and be like, like damn, that actor's getting old. Then you see a mirror. Yeah, you avoid the mirror. You see a mirror. You're like, ah, oh, look at that shit right now. <laughs> Do you still we're all getting old. Well, I, I, yeah, you know, I, it, it sucks, but it doesn't, I, you know, it's like, a, it's a weird combination to me. Like I, I, I kind of yeah. like getting old in some ways, but like, I don't like waking up and like having aches and pains and shit and, and, and all that stuff that, that stuff I could do without, but are you, um, yeah. go ahead. No, no, it's all good. I hear you. I mean, getting, you know, it's just part of, you're lucky to get old, I guess, you know, if it's, depends on how much you love life and like i love life so yeah i figure like if i live to be 100 half of my life's over yep. so i'm like all right well let's go i haven't done enough yet you know i don't think i ever i don't think i ever do enough i don't know that's just me no but dude, that's like that's like one of the things i really want to talk to you about because i do think that man you've done a ton of shit and it's like really cool shit like this is like open, you know, freeform conversation for one. So like we're already recording. Like, but I like, you know, so some of the stuff I want. Like, first of all, who who the hell's Rick Thorne? Like, we can get into like that multiple different ways. But you know, you kind of came up in the BMX time when it was 
like nobody knew what the hell it was. And you like, like to me, it's like your generation. Well, my generation, even though I was not a BMXer or whatever, but like you guys kind of like were the, were the blazers of that shit, man. Like you started all that stuff. I mean, do you? Yeah. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. I never really, we never thought about it though. Sorry to cut you off, man. Go ahead. I, I, I don't want to keep cutting you off. No, 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 no. I'm good. Like I, I just like, I just wonder if you like think about it that way, because it's like, I do think, you know, like again, we have a mutual friend, Todd. Well, I don't know Todd. That yeah. Well. His sister, his sister I'm friends with. Um, the Todd wild Lyons. man, Todd yeah. Lyons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Todd's, Todd's rad. And like um, I told you, I remember, I remember watching him at this park just with amazement because I was just a baseball, basketball, football guy. I never had that, that balanced skill of like skateboarding or, or riding bikes and watching him. It was like, it was like alien to me. I was like, holy shit, what is this guy doing? You know? And so like, right. I do think that you, you guys were like, you know, you blazed this whole new path. I mean, I don't know. It had to be pretty badass. I mean, it was, dude. I mean, but we didn't think of it because, like, okay, okay, imagine I'm from Missouri, right. and then I, we always rode bikes as kids, you know, jumping and curbs and stuff, and got a magazine. You know, I think it was called BMX Action, if I remember right, and I saw dudes doing airs on a quarter pipe, and I'd heard about kind of a quarter pipe before, but I never really like, could see one, you know, right. and I remember my buddies tried to build one in the backyard, and they were, you know, so so it was like – it was just in magazines. It was like a fantasy if you saw, like, someone have a quarter pipe. You know what I mean? And what it was was is that, like, we didn't know at the time, at least me, I didn't know at the time that it was, like, a small thing. Like, to me, being in the magazines was, like, a huge – like, the, the thought of being printed in a magazine was, like, that's still back when magazines were, like, you know, you know how it is back then. Like, yeah. that's back when magazines were, like, considered, like, you have made it, you know what I mean? Like that's equivalent of being on TV or some shit. So when I saw these guys and, and there'd be a crowd at, at like the skate parks here in California at the time, and I'd be like, wow. Like, because see, what I'm, what I'm getting at is there was a generation before us right. uh, of, of riders. And those were the California riders, Eddie Fiola, Mike Dominguez, Brian Blyther, uh, a handful of other guys. And, and the, the skate parks were only in California. So it was like, oh, no, no, no. no. No, yeah. Uh, we 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 would we would try to we would try to emulate that. You know what I mean? Right. And we we would we we would try to like, okay, well, like, you know, we want to be like these guys, but not not like them. But we just want to ride, you know, because we all rode bikes. And so I don't really think of it like that because I always feel like there was a generation before us that were the ones that really started it, and then yeah. we came along after. My my best friend. Uh, Dennis McCoy, he was the first bike rider to be sponsored outside of California. So when your best friend becomes the number one pro in the world in 1985, and you know, he's the first, this is legitimately true. He's the first rider outside of California to be sponsored. That right. just shows you how like it was just a West coast thing, even though I think people were riding, but I'm talking about sponsored, you know? Oh, so yeah. anyways, I'm around, I don't mean, I don't mean so much, but like what I'm getting at is that like, I don't ever really think of it like that. I just look at it like I love to ride and I still have that fire. And, and I think a lot of the things we've done in our life has been rad, but I never really thought about it. Like, Oh, this is, you know, I wish if I, if I thought that way, I would have documented all of it. And I didn't document <laughs> any of it. Right. You know what I mean? It right, right, right. Like four photos of riding, you know? No, but I think like part of it is like, you're, you're in it. You don't think about shit when you're in it, you, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and, and totally. I, I agree. Like I, you know, there's multiple things I wish I would have documented like hindsight in just in, in general, not, not necessarily for the world or just for me, like, holy shit, like to look back at certain things would be like pretty wild. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, to me, it's yeah. like, it, 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 it was, I've always been kind of fascinated by, by skate, skate and, and BMX. Um, and it's partially because I'm, I can't do it. And so like, I'm always interested in the things that I can't really do. Um, and so like when I, like when I watch and we had this conversation the other day when we were chatting, cause you never, you never, you said you never thought of yourself as an athlete or whatever, you know? 
And I think that you know what's funny about that. You know what's funny about that. When I look back, though, we totally trained like athletes. Exactly. Like me and Dennis used to do. We used to do plyometric training. We used to watch what we eat. We would do sit-ups. We would do push-ups. We would do. Uh, we would practice about being consistent and being like it's crazy. We used to do tricks. Tim, like flatline used to be the biggest thing, you know, back in the day. Yep. The tricks on the ground. That was the biggest, the biggest discipline in our sport. And uh, to be consistent, like in other words, like okay, you got to pull this in your contest run. You need to do this. We used to do tricks ten for ten. So imagine you're like nine for nine on a trick, and you and you choke on the last one. You go, oh, I got to start it's all over. Again. Yep. It's all about consistency, training, endurance, uh, endurance, uh, a conditioning with breathing, all these things that like an athlete would train. But we never, I never can. We didn't have the attitude, I guess, right. <laughs> that I saw other like maybe maybe like fo- like I love football now, but I I didn't like like it as a as a kid because yeah. we were always fighting with those dudes. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have that attitude yep. because we, we didn't have that attention. We didn't have any attention on us. We didn't have anybody wanting to watch us play or watch us ride. You know what I mean? So when I thought about being an athlete, I would it would, it would associate me being like those guys. Right. I'd be like, uh, and as much and I love Kyle and I love football. Don't get me wrong. It was just different when we were kids because we were yeah. punk rockers, you know, and we were new and we we didn't never have anything against them. It seemed like they had more something against us because right. we were different, and so that created a division. But you know that we were kids. Right, you know? right, right, Anyways, right, right. I'm rambling, but no, no, but you no, know I what I'm saying? Like we, were- it's totally true. Like I think that there's there's this weird separation. But we're still all doing the same I lo- I lo- thing. I love football now, though, because my son plays. Oh, that's badass. Cool. Oh, I love. I fell in love with football. Yeah. That's probably my favorite sport to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because my because it's my son and he's really good at it. Yeah. And I, I learned the game and I know all the players and the stats. I'm like into football. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you badass. and you work with Kyle, so you work with a guy who played ball. Yeah, I had to put that out there because if he sees us, he'd be like, "What the hell, football, <laughs> you asshole." <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But anyways, I cut you off. So what were you saying? Oh no, no. I like. I, I was. I think I was just kind of repeating what you were saying. I think this this idea that that we're we're not that different. Like you know, like BMXers and football players or or skateboarders and baseball players or whatever. Like we all train. It just happens to be for a different thing. You know. And it, and I th- it like yeah, I just don't think I yeah. don't think that 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 skateboarders or or snowboarders or BMX that, that you guys never have gotten enough credit for being as athletic as you are. Like I I think that that you know like that always has fallen by the wayside. And I've always just been again because I'm not I was never good at it. I've always just been kind of in awe of of the balance that like you guys can create which again that goes back to you know you said repetition and 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 skill and athleticism and different stuff and it's uh, it's uh, consistency yep yeah to be con- to be consistent like not just in flatland but just like in general like you know you do something long enough you become a master at it and you know i always joke i always joke about this because when we grew up like you know we fight in the world you know and punk rocker and a lot of us rode in Missouri because for different reasons, uh, wasn't so much for like chasing X games. Gold wasn't in, didn't exist. Chasing sponsors didn't exist. It wasn't even, it was one of those things where we just, we, a lot of us, I know for a fact, me at least speaking for me, had some, some issues inside the way I was raised and the, the, the home life and things that, that I was venting my anger in a positive way. And I didn't know it. And I'm glad I did that. Cause I saw a lot of other people get in a lot of trouble, do a lot of stupid stuff. But I always joke about it, and I was because I wasn't from like a. I love my mother; she was super supportive. I love my stepdad; like they're 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 the best. But there's a point in your life, also too, where you know, there's some things that you had to overcome, like feeling abandoned because your dad left, and those that anger feeling. Yep. What do you do with it? And and to replace that with bike riding, I didn't even know I was doing that. I just did it. I just clung to that because how it made me feel. But I always joke about it because I was like back in the day we would fight the stoners and the jocks because that's all there was in school. Right. Like, you know, there, there was like, there was stoners and jocks, you know? And it's funny because in our industry, it's kind of like stoners and jocks now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not knocking it. I don't care. There's like, there's dudes in the industry that, that, that like, you know, 
uh, uh, smoke a lot of weed and do a lot of things. You know what I mean? They party and stuff. There's that, that group of people. And then there's the other group of dudes that like compete X games that like work out and they box and they do all this other stuff. And in my head, I'm just like, wow, you, this is the same people I used to fight. <laughs> now you're me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the hell, man? <laughs> so there's your jocks. What? <laughs> Not, they're like, you know, it's just funny because back in the 80s, we were just different, man. You know, and like anything that was different, you wanted to uh, sabotage. The first response is they want to attack it. But once they get to know about it, they're like, it's pretty cool. So right. just, just kids being kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But funny I, I, stories. Like, I, I don't know. I did, it's, I, it has to be like kind of cool for you to look back. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't hindsight it at all. Hindsight it at all. But to look back and kind of just really think that you were, you know, at the, I mean, like maybe you said you were kind of like second generation, but like just in, in how much that your sport has become like mainstream i don't want to say it's ma- well i mean it is yeah. mainstream like x games is huge now were you in the first x Games? oh yeah it's the 25th yeah 25th year i i would i would say that like i rode bikes whole first generation as well right those were just the guys that were sponsored before us right and the reasons why well they were ahead of the curve or not curve but ahead of the game but they also lived in the west coast and that's really where it stemmed from right. you know out here in the valley that's where BMX racing started. I'm sitting. I'm actually sitting in the valley right now. Right. Like I'm, I'm cutting through to go back home. But like this is where BMX racing started. Not freestyle, but racing. Right. So like, so like, there's a lot of like, you know, uh, I felt like I was riding during that time. But when when it hit for us, I'd been riding like, you know, I rode like 14 years. A lot of people, a lot of people know this. A lot of people don't know this. But I rode like 14 years, and that was from Airwalk at the time uh, to ride for them. I, I bust tables in a restaurant for seven years, almost eight years. Yep. It was an olive garden, dude. And I lived in my mom's basement. I didn't have a car. My dream was just to go to the contest where the big pros were to make a name for myself, to just land a photo in the magazine. If I got a photo in the magazine, then maybe someone could give me a free bike. All I wanted was a free bike. I'm riding <laughs> this piece of shit bike. That's all. And that's what I was chasing. And like, you got you got I'm chasing that at 19, 20 years old. I ain't chasing it at like 12. I mean, even though I rode, but you know, from, from 12, I started competing at 15. That's when I started to realize that maybe I could I could do something with this because my best friend Dennis McCoy had gotten sponsored and that inspired me that like if he could do it, I could do it. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it was like right there at the time with him that really like gave me that like, you know, like that feeling, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that that makes that, yeah, that I gave, don't even know where you, I started. It gave you that kind of push to like, oh shit, I can do this if he can do it. Yeah, and like I'd ride every day with him. He was my friend. Like, and then people started to look at him like, "Oh my God, it's Dennis McCoy." And I'd be like, "Yeah, it's my homie." And then when your homie, your homie cracks, it makes it to be the best pro in the world. Yep. Not like, not like regional, not like Midwest, not like none of this. Not like in the world. Yep. The number one pro in the world is your best homie, and we're from Kansas City. If that doesn't inspire you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it's just. But I will say this, bro. And I, I, I bust tables. I did all this, this, that. But one thing I'll say, anyone listening out there, because I love the way it feels. If you find something that you love to do naturally, like if it makes you feel naturally, makes you feel good, why stop it? And yep. and you have to work for that too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So anyways, I don't even know if I answered your question just now, but I just had those thoughts. I was like, ah. No, but dude. I, I, felt I, like, you know. I, I think that that like, but that's a, like you love doing what you're doing. Like, I think you can see that. Like, that that's what I was, you know, what I said at the beginning to, you know, you've done so many different things and are still doing stuff. Like, are you still writing for one? Like, do you like competitively? Oh, oh yeah. Do you still write competitively no. or is it more just for? No, not competitively. I mean, I reached a point because I competed almost 25, 24 years. Mm-hmm. And I just reached a point where I was doing TV and radio and yep. film. And then I started a band. Yep. Yeah. And we'll I was get like, that. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And I was like, I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I don't want, I didn't want to be like the, the, or I'd rather not be the guy that competed for 25 years. And then it's like, or 30 years and then be like, what do I do now? Yeah. Because, because realistically, if all I did was just compete, there's not enough events. Yeah. You know, there's like, you know, at the time when I quit competing, there was like eight contests to maybe go to. 
you know, because they had a series and stuff like that. But even eight, you know, I'm only performing eight times a year. Like, I don't know. Like, Vert, Vert, Vert tours started to slow down. Touring changed. And then, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I've been, I just wanted to utilize my personality. But it all revolves around writing. Like, I ride every day. Yep. You check out my Instagram. I like, I pretty much ride every day. I ride 10 miles a day on my bike just for exercise yep. on a BMX. And Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> That's for, for cardio, stay in shape. Yep. But like, I'm always riding. So anyways, and the reason why is because of the, just how it makes me feel, man. Like just, I think that's why I'll always ride. It's just that feeling you can't, you can't put a price, you know, you can't put a price on it. It's yep. just like, you know, there's only me, Dennis McCoy, Matt Hoffman, yep. Jamie Beswick. It's only four or five of us that really at our age still ride uh, in the whole world, which is crazy. I'm, I'm not talking like, I'm talking like ride regularly, right? like ride like all the time, not like. Not competition wise. Yeah. Yeah. Or not even, or I'm talking like there's old, there's a lot of old school riders that ride, but I'm talking about riding every damn day. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there's do only they, a few Do you guys all us. still live in like in the same hood? No, I live out in california matt hoffman lives in oklahoma matt's oh, insane i thought he yeah lived, matt, i thought he matt, lived in cali for some reason no he's originally from oklahoma city yeah. so he lives out out in that uh i think it's edmond oklahoma yeah, that's where my sister lives um and <laughs> in, in, in edmond yeah in edmond yeah 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 he's born and raised there oh, so he stayed know. there huh. yeah and then and then dennis is still in kansas city uh for me i wanted to you know I, I wanted to do more uh, with. I always dreamed. Of, I always dreamed of California, man. Just yeah. Straight up, like I always, yeah, yeah. I always. That's, that's where I wanted to live. I knew I wanted to live here, out here, when I was just little kids. Yeah, my dream, you know. But we're all still, we're all still buds. We're all still close. We're all still, you know. I'm going back to Kansas City on Fourth of July, and I've already got set up where me and Dennis are going to shred his his park. So, nice. anyways, nice. But there's only a handful of us. And I think, I think you really have to work for it. You know, like people, people just see like what you have, like your sponsors or your events and the things you've done, but the work that goes into that and the injuries that go into that and the overcoming injuries and staying positive and staying in shape yep. and sacrificing some things in order to have this, this, and that's been my whole life with BMX is I've sacrificed so much of other things in order to be able to do what I'm doing. Right. And, but I don't regret it. You know what I mean? You have to make sacrifices. You have to put in the time. You have to not get caught up partying. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen so many fools come through this industry and like they start off to get a little bit of fame and then they start partying and they're done. Yep. Next batch, yep. done. Next batch, done. And I'm just like, you guys could ride a lot longer. That's how I feel about it. You yep. know, if you don't get, if you don't get involved with that stuff and, and I just think that I'm not here to preach. If I'm preaching. I'm sorry if I am, but I'm no, just saying bro, that, like, I, like it, it, it's the truth there. Like, cause I think, I mean, even if you go into the, you have to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then again, like that goes back to the, the athlete component part. It's like this, like you can be naturally gifted at anything, but that doesn't mean you like, that doesn't mean you can't, don't have to work at it. Like you still have to work at it every damn day. You know? I mean, I, I, I think do. about, I think about like a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, like, I mean, like a Bam Majera, for instance, who was a badass, you know, border. And then like, he got caught up in like a ton of different things. And like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if he's clean now or not, but like, you know, he's somebody. I think that, he is. Yeah. I think he's made amends with, with like some friends like Novak and stuff. And they're working together and like, you know, time heals. Yep. Uh, it's just getting, getting off the shit, you know, like yep. you, 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 you work, you work for the, uh, uh, I wouldn't say acceptance or, or, uh, oh man, I don't know. Like, like you bust your ass to get good to get like, you know, camaraderie and like, yeah, that was sick. What's your name? Where are you from? Let's hang out. Let's skate. Let's ride whatever. And then as time goes on, you realize that you have, you get older and, and you have to stay in shape and some things you have to, and when I say sacrifice, I'm talking about even like what you eat. Yep. Sometimes you're like, and when you eat and how much you eat, yep. you have to stay light. You have to stay in shape. And, but if you go party, you're getting the same reaction you think you're getting from riding, but you're not. It's false. Yep. It's not. And so when you get caught up into that, 
it's hard to get out of it because, and especially if a person, not, I'm not singling Bam out or anybody when I say this, no, I but if that. a person continually keeps living in the past about what, what, what it used to be, it's like, quit talking about what it used to be and let's talk about what we want it to be. Right. And that's all about creating new stories. Yep. And I think that goes back to your initial first question. I never even think about what I've done. Yep. Go like, oh, I was on MTV Cribs. Trip out. I forgot about that one. <laughs> right. It's not like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, yeah, I used to be on ESPN. Yeah. What I, you just forget. Yep. You just you because you, you're like, what's next? What's next? What's next? But that's keep what going, I, I, again, like that's why I think you're you're. It's really cool to talk to you because, again, like here you are, like top top of what you you know you were the top of what you did as a writer but you're also a musician and like are you the only person that's ever been in the warp tour as an athlete and played the warp tour there's been two other people okay because <laughs> i and, think and, that's and, badass and i'm not talking about someone that just skates or rides and dreamed of being a pro right i'm talking about legitimate pro right. known in their sport Okay, because a lot of people that dabble in riding and skating and stuff, but that doesn't count in my opinion. You right. have to be a legitimate right. pro. Okay, uh, as weird as that sounds, <laughs> me right. and then Mike Vallely, which inspired me yep. to start a band because I you did a lot of work with Mike. Yep, and did did a couple movies with Mike, and I saw him doing music, and I got the balls to start a band. So he was one of actually the components or the reasons, not components, but reasons why, uh, inspirational wise. Mike V and Dwayne Peters. Okay. It's the only two I could think of. Dwayne Peters, I don't know if you know Dwayne, legend, uh, vert skater, uh, pool skater from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I, yeah, know the name for sure. DP, yeah, Dwayne Peters is fucking OG, you know. Uh, so him, he had his band and uh, and uh, uh, Mike Lely. And I'm, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else that that had a, you know, I don't know. Oh, oh, I take that back. Steve Caballero. Oh, Caballero. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, he, he, he played Warp Tour in 96 with a band called Soda, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, he played a couple put a couple dates. And then he's done a lot of like fill-ins for like with Blink and stuff like that because he plays guitar. So, you know, bands like Melancholy would be like, can you come play? Or Penny was like, can you come play? Right. Uh, but I'm trying to think if there's been anybody else. Maybe. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and I think Simon, okay, wait, no, I take this back. Simon Woodstock, if I remember right, another pro skater. And then Donovan Frankenfurter, is that his name? I don't know who that is, no. He's a surfer. Is yeah. that how you say his last name? Him. And then I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson's a surfer, yeah. Or, and he plays guitar, yeah. I think, I think he surfer. might. I don't know. He's a pro surfer, is he? He's. I, I thought he was, but I know Donovan is. Okay. He's a surfer, and he had his band out there. And then, I think that's it. Yeah. But like, as far as like, you know, actually did the whole tour, you know, yeah, that'd be. There's only a handful of us. Yeah. But but as far as BMX, I'd be the only BMXer. Yeah, that's which pretty. was something that was new, in the BMX world because not a lot of people. I'd start, you know, a few handful of people had started bands being a BMXer, but it never really had the reputation like skating had, like right. skate punk, being in a punk band, you're a skater. The bike industry never had really that reputation of like, oh, dude, start bands and like, uh, and they ride BMX. It was never really like, it, it's com it's more common now, but it wasn't, you know, 10 years ago. Right. You know, only a couple, couple of people were playing guitar. Like Adam Banton, he'd be playing guitar, or a couple other guys like Seth Kimbrough and stuff. They would have their bands, but yeah, and uh, see, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. What we deal with the the abstract athlete is just like this idea of the the meshing of the athlete world and the meshing of a creative world, and how how those two things can benefit each other. So, like, I think it's pretty badass that you actually did both of those at such a high level. And your music, like great like i've been definitely diving into it um thanks man and, and it's, it's it's got a, it's got a suicidal released? tendencies oh yeah and know, I, like, I love we talked about suicidal the other day um yeah but you you guys just released something earlier this year right Plastic yeah like but i 
Yeah, we did Plastic Society EP. Yeah. And then I released a, a, a so what I've been doing is singles. Yeah. Ready? Instead of tackling like a whole album at once. Yeah. And so because I fund I fund the band, basically. Yeah. I gotta pay for everything. As far as the merch, all of it. The 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 music, the the whatever the online videos, you did, you did everything. A, you did a video for Plastic Society, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. And so that EP came out. And then, and then I did a single called American, uh, 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 American dream. Sorry, I'm spacing American dream. And then I just released a single called shred or die like two months ago or a month and a half ago. And, and I'm working on another new song. And so, and the end of video and you just keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Uh, music. I kind of like, uh, I like to think that like in my mind, I like some Pantera influence, some yeah. Ian McKay minor threat vocally kind yeah. of influence with, uh, a suicidal vibe uh very positive in your face yeah fucking you know get you going um but you know music music is another extension of your expression of who you are and and uh to me it just gives me that feeling really similar to what bike riding does yep but it's more of kind of like an emotional feeling than it is so much like you know the physical aspect of what bike riding gives you like yeah, no, I, 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 I talk to people, I talk to people about this a lot, like the difference, because I'm, you know, I told you when we talked the other day that I, you know, I used to sing in a band back in Ohio, and like, I still record music. And, and those, and I, you know, like I played baseball, and, and I'm also a visual artist. And the difference is about how all three of those exist, like being on stage to me, there's no, we opened up for the Misfits in a show back in Columbus. Sick. Misfits and Megadeth. It was like a badass show, and it's like oh, that. That what? yeah, uh, Mustaine's kind of an asshole. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but but that feeling I mean, you get of being on stage, uh, and maybe maybe like it's less for you because I'm like I'm sure like writing writing has got to be kind of a similar feel but like being a baseball player or having like an art exhibition is completely different feeling than being on stage and singing. Like, it's just, it's that I don't, I don't, I yeah. can't compare anything to being on stage and, and how that, that I mean, you can't, you, yeah. yeah, sorry, man. Sorry. I cut you off. Oh no, no, no worries. I'm horrible uh, like that. I'm <laughs> I horrible. I'm thing. quick to be like, well, there's nothing to hide behind, you know, when you got your helmet on, and you're at the X Games, or and speaking of the X Games, it's like that was such a huge accomplishment in my life to go from the backyards riding to Motley Crue on like a little ass <laughs> six foot quarter pipe to 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 being on TV yep. to like all this shit we went through. Like, look how far I've taken it, right. man. If that doesn't make any human being this the confidence go through the roof, and because there was this, you know, being at the X Games to me was a huge deal, and I don't know why I just brought that up. But as far as seeing, and what I meant was you have your helmet on, you're at the X game, but yeah. like, but like, yeah, you're, you, you can't, you can't hide behind your bike. You can't hide, you know, there's nothing to like, you're not on a drum set, you're not the guitar in front of you, yeah. you know, you see, here I am like yeah. open, I'm gonna let it out. And that was different being, you know, when you, when you are in a band compared to, and especially being in the bicycle world or the BMX world where at the time, not a lot of people were doing that. Right. So it was like, Hey, well, what are you, what are you in a band now? <laughs> I remember when people used to try that, to that one, like, Oh, you're in a band. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, if you want to start a band, bro, you don't need to attack me for starting one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Start a band. I know. Pick up a microphone screaming at you. Yeah. You know what you want? Like life, like, the only I always say this: the only person holding you back is yourself. Yep. You can say whatever you want about anyone else. You can try to criticize anyone. It don't matter yep. because your mind's listening to what you're saying, and you're only affecting yourself, not me. Like you, 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 you get what you think and say, right? Follow me with this. I'm gonna go on a rant. <laughs> if you think, if you, if you talk negative about other people, your mind's listening to that. So then you're only picking up on negative things in the world, especially negative attachments to your own personal dreams. Yep. So by criticizing me doesn't affect me, it affects you. Yep. And so when you start to realize that and you realize that people want to talk, because I had people talk shit about me when I started a band, 
like whatever. I kept going, like whatever. I still keep going, like okay, cool. You don't like it, don't listen to it. You know what I mean? It's all good. It's like, all it's what, a, it's a jealousy listen thing. Listen to what you like to listen to. Yep. Yep. But that's what holds the majority of people back, and that's the message I'm trying to send through this right here is that like by criticizing me does not do anything for yourself. It actually holds yourself back. If you criticize me, like, oh, you're starting a band? And I always feel like people would say that because they wanted to start a band. Well, by criticizing me, isn't helping you start anything, is it? it, it you get inspired by people to do things. Yep. Not negatively, not negative, neg negatively, but positively. Yep. Like, that's what inspires you. So music to me, I went through a lot with it, bro, because I was like, of stuff in the beginning like no i can't find any band members i want to be loyal being a pro athlete starting a band people don't want to like take you serious they don't take the music serious they're looking to just get paid blah 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 and the more i said that the more that's what i attracted you feel what i'm saying mm -hmm. and then when i stopped saying all that garbage i said let's focus on the sound let's focus on the song i don't even think of that shit anymore and then my music got better because i quit talking like that you know what i'm saying put, put the, yeah put the positive out in the universe and the positive comes back wanted to take a quick break make sure to check out rick's band good guys in black on itunes and follow him on instagram at rick thorne also stop by our website theabstractathlete.com for upcoming events pop-up exhibits and other information also a reminder to listen to our upcoming second podcast called the abstract doctors podcast and follow us on social media under the abstract doctors now back to rip yeah i mean and i'm really i'm really good at like not answering the question you asked by the way <laughs> <laughs> you'll say one thing and i'll be like oh yeah you i have like, stupid ass questions like, anyways let so me can... tell you about the x game <laughs> yeah so so what does music do for you well, let me tell you about being in the backyard and getting in the cage. Like, huh? Yep. What's this guy talking about? Is he in his head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's always a good one. That's always a good one. Being it's... hyper and, and having a personality and like joking. That's always the best one. You hit your head a lot, huh? Yep. Is that why? No, I've always been crazy. Ah! I, I can say that I hit my head a lot. So <laughs> I, I, like, I, that is actually an excuse for me. So, um, no. Wait, you I, have? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, but multiple. I mean, that was one of the things Kyle and I talked about was was concussion stuff. And and wait, how did you get all the concussions? Football, um, younger football, but I actually. Damn! You yeah. see, so you're right now. You're like, yep. dude, Rick Thorne's ragging on football. <laughs> I was not. I was, trust I, was me, I was not. I was, I was nowhere nice. near Kyle's yeah. level. I was nowhere near nowhere near that. Um, but no, I hit like I. I don't know. It was a bunch of years ago. This is the stu. This is how, this is me as an an accident prone person. I lived in an apartment, and I was in on the third floor is where my apartment was. But I was on the down on the ground floor, and I dropped something and I stood up, and it was the staircase, a steel staircase, and I hit my head so hard, I, like it didn't hurt, but I almost knocked myself out, and I was just like, oh shit, you know. And then I like I went to the emergency room, and they're like, and of course the, I we work with a traumatic brain injury doctor now. So it's always interesting to talk to him about these things because when you get a concussion, like the way that they usually tell you is don't fall asleep. You're supposed to stay up. And he's like, no, you're supposed to go to sleep. Like the best thing you can do for yourself is rest and all these different, you know, it's so like some of these things are that they tell you to do. It's all bullshit. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, when we, were, when we were kids. Yeah. When we were kids, they used to say stay awake. And I still feel that way because that's like, embedded in me is like stay awake stay awake and then i'm like all right i'll stay awake you know like yeah and that's but, not true uh, it's just like i have traumatic brain like one of the biggest traumatic brain injury doctors in the world we work with and he's like no like the best thing you can do for yourself is is sleep you need rest to recover yeah so it's probably like an urban legend mm -hmm. where they were like you can slip into a coma and right, right. <laughs> that's like like back when Back when they used to say, don't look into the microwave right. when you cook something. <laughs> you can't stare into it. What's it going to do? 
My eyes are going to go, yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Don't look at the microwave. Don't look at it. When my mom's saying that, he's going to blow up. Don't look at the Don't look at it. That's so classic. So I recently said that. I recently said that to my son. So a friend of mine, my friend's like, last year, I just stopped doing this last year. He's like, look at the microwave. What's the big deal? And I'm like, you never heard that? He's like, what's it going to do? I'm like, good point. Go what blind. is it going to do? I've been going my whole life saying, don't look in the microwave. Ah, don't watch the popcorn pop. Ah. That's, cr- that's classic. So you, Yeah, but, but bro, you, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so you, you have your own podcast, which is awesome. Um, but you've also, you've been on, like you said, you, you've done, uh, you've hosted like X Games stuff. So you do like movies yep. as well. You're actually working yep. with Kyle Turley on a movie currently, correct? I mean, it's been put on hold at the moment because of COVID, but you're in that process, correct? Yeah, yeah. So. And, and as far as like, yeah, that movie's called Rum Boys. And we were actually going to film the first uh, the first shoot date was supposed to be March 27th. And that was like right a week before March 12th. We went into this like COVID, you know, lockdown thing. Or, yeah. You know, COVID started to get real serious. And so it's been on hold. But as far as podcasts, I used to do a podcast. For you. I did ESPN radio for nine years. Uh, I used to go to ABC radio and record the show. And that went from me doing. See, I did. I did a show for ESPN for four years. Yeah. I called X Today, and then and then they said, "Hey, we well, want to do radio." Oh, it was actually five years, and they want to do radio. And so I was doing radio and TV at the same time for them. And then after the radio kind of went away because uh, we had it play out here on KOLS uh, at night time because it's that's like more of the rock station. Right. That was years ago, and what had happened is is then that's when podcasts were new. So then they were paying me to do their podcasts. And so like the last maybe five years of doing radio for them, I did a podcast for them. So I feel like I've always kind of been doing radio all this time. But then for me to do my own podcasts, uh, I do have my own podcast called The Rick Thorne Show. I try to get an episode every couple of weeks, once a month. But with my schedule, it gets to the point where it's like I'm editing all this. Like, you know, you're editing it yourself. You're doing all this stuff yourself on top of all the other things you're doing. So I still enjoy doing my, my podcast. I just can't be as as turn around because I do it all by myself. Right. So just turn around as I like to. But yeah, I, I've been doing interviews and, sh- and stuff like that for a really long time. You know, and then the movies. I was a mall cop. I was in Triple X, which were <laughs> rad movies. Right. Dude, it was badass. Yeah. And then I went to acting school. I got an opportunity to be in Triple X because I interviewed Vin Diesel for X Today at the Philly X Games years ago. Put me in the film. And then I go, I'm going to go to acting school. So I went to acting school for three years because I wanted to learn how to act. Because right. acting is different than hosting, yep. which is different than writing, which is different than music. You know, you kind of learn all these crafts by just immersing yourself in it, build on it. You yep. know what I'm saying? But that's so. what I think is, again, like going back to what I was saying earlier, that's what I think is so cool about you is like you're very adaptable to what you're interested in. And like then you go at it at 100 miles an hour. You know, like it, it's like – well, fuck! I want to. I want to learn to act. I'm going to go go to acting school. You know what I mean? Like, you you like a lot of people. If they're interested in something, they're like, "Oh, I'm interested in that," and they just sit there. And it's like, "Well, do it." Like you were saying earlier, like if you want to do something, do it. And you're like a perfect example of somebody that's yeah. like, "Man, I'm interested in this. I'm going to go start a band. I'm doing it." Like, and boom, here we go. And, and it hasn't been. And it hasn't been easy. And the thing is, is is, is goes back to what I was saying before. Uh, enjoy the ride. It goes quick. But but what I was trying to say earlier is is that like, you know, you have to you have to work at it. You have to you know, uh, anybody that's successful has to work at it. It's just how they perceive what they're doing. Are they perceiving what they're doing in a negative uh, approach or a positive approach? Right. And that goes back to what I was saying about people being negative towards one another. Right. If you're if you want to do something, keep it positive, you know, and that's what I, one thing I've learned more than anything through 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 getting involved with other stuff is having an open mind and being willing to uh, take the challenge in, in a positive way rather than a negative way. Right. I mean, do you think? I that's don't know, a, man. Do you that's think why, that's, part that's of, why I stopped competing too. Do you think that's a part of age? Like, just because I like I I not that I was like a negative negative person, but I I'm kind of the same way as you. It's just like I'm the older I get, it's like the more it's just like I'm just gonna do shit, you know. 
Whereas like maybe 20 years well, ago, I probably wouldn't have been as open to, I don't know. Like uh, that's, or have you be. always it been like be. that? I mean, look, bottom line is, is people talk shit. We would talk shit with our friends just to make each other laugh. We really didn't mean it. You know, you're like, oh, so-and-so, ah, you know, just like jokes, like yep. just joking around. And But then when I, I think it does come with age because I've always been pretty positive, but I, I speak the way I'm speaking because I've made the mistakes of being negative. Right. And I've had to like learn like, well, what do you want in your life? You know what I mean? Do you want this or, or do you want that? And, and then, oh, and then you realize real quickly, like, well, if I want this, then, then I, then, then I had to stop doing that. You know, I had to stop being negative or I had to stop doing something, something else. That's, if that makes any sense. Um, I think with age, it comes like with age, you, you start to learn from your mistakes. You start to realize that you're not going to be alive your whole life. You already know that anyways. Yep. And as the clock's ticking, it's like, well, you know, you, 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 you just learn along the way that like either being more positive or being more negative is going to help you yep. and being positive is, you know? So, yep. I mean, I think it could be with age. I think I was always kind of positive, but I've also been the most, I've also been like, I'm not, I'm not going to give up on what I'm doing. If I love to do it, I'll do whatever it takes. Yep. Uh, I think my mom instilled that in me. As well, it's a kid. like you. It's like you said, a kid coming out of Kansas City to be at the, you know, at the top of what you do. You know, it's like dude, it was, it was, it was so different too. You had to go to a contest. I had to bus tables, go to a contest, pay my way there, sleep on the floor, whatever it took, to place in the contest, to cross my fingers, to hopefully get a photo in the magazine. Yep. To then, if I got a photo, Xerox that call a company, go, who can I talk to about sponsorship? Go Xerox that, send it in to try to get free product. Yeah. That's, and that's, it's and a, it was a, it was a mission, but it created, it created this sense of like marketing and branding and knowing what you want and knowing where you want to go and not giving up and a project and things to keep you occupied. I've never done drugs. I drink very little. I've never done drugs. Uh, uh, none and people don't believe me when I say that because I'm so hyper and and you know <laughs> yeah. always but the reality is I was so afraid of that that bike riding gave me enough and that's yep. all I needed you know what I mean yeah so no, I mean that I bike riding is your high like or or being on stage is your high like that's you know I mean that's it is and, and like like I was saying earlier there there is something euphoric about those things man like being on stage is just I, you know like i can still when you go on stage you just disappear and then it's like i mean yeah. like being being an artist like do you do anything visual art do you paint i think we talked a little bit about this the other day because i i have that sensation when i go down into my studio and i'll paint for whatever however long it is and you just don't even realize the time passed by and, mm. and, and that, that's yeah. like a certain sense of high. It's like, you know, they call it like the runner's high. Well, in art world, I think they call it the flow, you know, like, and that idea of getting into that space where you just disappear. And it's just, I mean, that's awesome. You don't need drugs. I'm learning that. that. Yeah. I'm learning that with, with drawing because I started to sketch. Yep. I started to do sketches and I started to learn how to teach myself how to draw. And, you know, one of my good friends is Steve Caballero, pro skater. Yep. He's another guy that'd be good for your show. Yeah. I've learned a lot from him and I've seen him go from being an artist, starting to, to learn how to draw and then where he's at now. And one of my big things is I like artwork for stuff. And I always ask people for artwork right. and I feel like I'm inconveniencing them or I'm getting artwork back that really isn't what I thought I see in my head. Right. Excuse me. So I'm like thinking like, if I learn how to draw, I don't have to rely on anybody. Yeah. And that's how I am as an individual. Total DIY care of myself do what i gotta do handle business do whatever i'm very diy so i'm like well it'd be nice to make all my next artwork from band release right sing whatever it is whatever it is and so i'm really into the visual art thing because i i'm i'm picking up on on what you put down bro uh <laughs> you start to just escape yep. you escape and then it's another another like way to kind of your sold like get away from all this bullshit yeah. and you're just putting it down you know what i mean no and that's I'm like, what, whoa, the, 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 that's kind like of what drawings we, turning into what like into you know yeah and that's kind of what we talk about is like being a being a creator like all of us are creative individuals 
And, you know, so we, we talk about this idea is like, if we all actually created for 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes a day, people that are, you know, like don't believe that they're artists, you know, cause everybody d- that doesn't do this always, Oh, I can't even, I don't even know how to draw a stick figure. Right. I'm like, well then don't draw a stick figure. Like who cares about the stick figure? Like just create something. And that doesn't mean you have to paint. Doesn't mean you have to draw. Like you can write poetry. Like you can write, you like you're being creative, but just to see how that helps all of us, our mental health, you know? Cause I think that there's something yeah. about, about that, as opposed to the therapy, if you're doing it every day, it's, you know, it's not really therapy. It's like, it's a proactive, it's like, it's like being on your bike every day. Like you're doing it to yeah. become better. And, and so, it, so we don't, we don't want to talk about that, like creativity in the sense of it being good for us. You know, we talk about exercising yeah, the mean, body, but not the mind. Well, the mind controls the body. Yep. And I think our bodies are a lot more tough than we give them credit for. Yep. Uh, I think that the second someone has control of your mind, you're weak. Yep. Don't matter how big your muscles are. Yep. It's in your mind. And if your mind's strong, your body's strong. Granted, things happen and and in life, and we all live our lives. And and you know, you you go from point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? It's a cycle of life. Yep. But while you're here, I think that if your mind's strong, at least for me. Like my mind's totally strong. I've been knocked out over. I can't even tell you how many times I've been knocked out, bro. Like I'm good. Like, like my mind is so strong that like my body is strong and it can overcome any of the injuries that come from bike riding because I don't harbor on the injury. I don't harbor on fear. I don't harbor on the negativity. It's not like I'm chewing on it. I'm not like, Oh, I used to ride bikes, but I broke my ankle. So what? Get it fixed and keep it moving. That's my attitude about life. That's, that's how I was raised. And so I just think that, it, you know, your mind, keeping your mind strong. And so what you're saying about like drawing and stuff, you, you, you find a place where you can escape, you know, yep. and like, and like be able to, and I'm, I'm learning that, you know what I mean? No, it's cool. Learning that. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so I'm, I'm into it, but yeah, you got to keep your mind strong because you know, even with everything going on right now, uh, with COVID yep. and, and, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of fear and a lot of negativity in the world, a lot, and there always will be. And, uh, I'm not saying that these things don't exist and, and that, that it isn't something to be concerned about, but I think the number one thing is that if you can exercise your mind and exercise your body, yep. it's going to make you feel better about yourself. And therefore you're going to be in better shape yep. already. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's, so. I mean, like literally that's right uh, on the lines of what we talk about. Exercise the body, exercise the mind, man. Because like we, yeah, the we, mind. Yeah. So we, cause we always yeah, because, talk about the body. It's just like, we don't talk about the mind and it's like you said, but the way you exercise your mind is what you think and say to yourself. Yep. Your subconscious mind never goes to bed. Yep. So what you say and think your subconscious mind hears, which you probably already know. And therefore that's, that's all that it's going to show you because it doesn't know the difference between hot and cold, high or low, rich or poor. So like I did a test on this and I told myself, Hey man, I want to see if I could, uh, I want to buy a Jeep. And so the only thing I'd ever see was be Jeeps because I wanted to buy a Jeep. And I feel like my subconscious mind was just only looking, <laughs> picking up on cars that were Jeeps, right. Jeeps, Jeeps. It's worked. It's like if you software. constantly, <laughs> I'm telling you, if the way to exercise your own personal mind, I've learned from me, is practice your speech and your thoughts that you say to yourself. Yep. Because that's that's how you exercise it. Like, but if you're feeding, because the subconscious mind is is kind of tricky. You have to learn to talk to it. And then I even learned to say like, like you say things like I used to say things like I don't want to do that, right. but then you ended up doing that. And then I'd say, okay, well, how about I say this? I'd rather not do that. Right. That sends a different different message to your mind. Right. Or like, I'm broke. I don't have the money for that. Woo, what am I going to do? It's like, uh, I'd rather spend my money on something else. Yeah. It sends again, a message. You're putting, that, the po- you're putting the positive twist on like you were talking about to earlier. To yourself. Yep. To yourself. Like, oh, oh, I'm tired. You're going to yep. be more tired. Yep. Uh, or people go, I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah, don't worry yourself yep. sick. Yeah. Yep. Optimism, I'm, man. I'm just saying. Optimism. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Don't worry yourself to be sick because you, you'll make yourself sick real quick. Yep. And I'm not speaking about COVID and that I'm talking about in general, yep. like, 
you know, like, oh, I don't feel good lately. I think I'm going to be sick. And then a day later, that person's sick. It's like, well, it's like tell it's yourself, like, do I don't you, have time to be sick. Yeah. Do you meditate? Really? No. No. Drink monster. Yeah. I ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's another form of meditation. <laughs> yeah. I've been on monster for 20 years, bro. I was their first athlete. <laughs> really? I was their very first, very first athlete. Here's a quick story. And I like to take stuff everywhere because that's just how I talk. Right. Tony Hawk did an episode of Monster Garage in Venice Beach where we rode this uh, RV that was had a, that turned it into a mini ramp. Right. And some dude came up and gave me his car and said he worked for Monster Energy. I was like, what's that? And I knew about energy drinks. Uh, they just were coming out. You know, they're just new. And I linked up with them. Uh, and I've been on their team ever since. Wow. That's yeah. pretty epic. But but I think that also goes back to all the things that you do. Right. If you're relying on a contest placing, I don't think that it would be, uh, it, it might not be as, as uh, long. Right. In other words, if you start a band, you develop a TV show, you host shows, you do radio, you do all these other things that kind of are around the lifestyles of the brand rather than like, okay, well, what place did you get the X Games? If that's your only value, that's a short run. Right. Because the second you aren't winning, you don't got any value. Right. Right. Yeah. Or your value goes down. So for me, I've always been like to explore all my dreams. Monsters always. And that's why I back them 100%. Like, I know I'm plugging it right now, but I have to. <laughs> no, that's great. That brand, it, that, that brand is the raddest brand yep. because it still has a fa family element to it. And like, I'm very grateful to be quite honest with you. And uh, it's just, yeah. Being how, at the right well, place at the right time. We'll, we'll start wrapping up here in a couple minutes, but how did you, so like, yeah, cause um, I'm on 18% on my phone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Weakest battery. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like you, you're working with Kyle for neuro XPF. How did you get, how did you get guys get hooked up? Like, out of the, the, okay. The, 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 the people that are doing the movie run boys, uh -huh. they hit me up and they said that if I wanted to be in this film and I went out and met with them and they said, Kyle Turley's in it. I was like, no way. Hell yeah. <laughs> and they said, we're going to have this person, this person. We want you to be in it. I went and met with them. Right. And then I met Kyle and I said, Hey, you got a CBD company. I've been looking for a CBD sponsor for a while. Uh, would you be interested in sponsoring me and working out something? And he stoked on the idea because he was into all the stuff we're doing. He's into skating and surfing and motocross yep. all before for football from what I understand. And I think he's still a fan of all of it and he still likes it. Yep. So it just, it, it worked out by getting a call to be in that movie and then meeting him through that and saying, Hey, like, is there something we could do together? Cause I'd love to rep you. Right, right. And, uh, and I must say, I gotta say, I gotta plug them as well. There's a lot of like, not so good probably, or like people putting CBD, uh, uh, on their brand, it's not as good. Kyle's yep. brand is the best. Yep. I'm telling you. Oh, I, I you can order. Taste, I you order can taste it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, you can yep. taste the quality. Yep. And and coming from him, yep. That's been there and done that in the NFL and went against their whole pharmaceutical and yep. to develop this brand and put his heart and soul in it. When you anyone out there listening, if you want to get a CBD brand, get XBF. Use my code Thorn Twenty. Throwing it out there. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the real, like, cause there's a lot of people that put CBD on the packaging just yep. to sell it and it sucks. Yep. And, and then I think people walk away or some people might walk away with this false, uh, CBD does because you didn't get the right stuff. Yeah. Cause I think there's just people trying to milk the, the title and it's shit CBD. That's just opinion. Yep. But with, no, with I, I think you're correct all day. Yep. I, it's, it's, I, I agree. Yeah. Like, I think it's hard to find like a good product. Um, I know a couple places in Colorado that are, are good, but you know, like you're, you're right. It's just like people dilute it or whatever they do. Like, and it's just like, it's a shit product. So, um, they're just trying to make money. Yeah. It's like, it's like selling cheap, cheap socks. Or yep. Um, we always try to, we always try to end these things. First of all, thanks, man. This has been like epic. It's did I do okay or was yeah, I all over the place? No, I, lo I love I that because it's a, like, it's an easy conversation with you because you're, you're very talkative. Like it's, it's, but who like, who, um, like maybe musically, like this will be like, we always try to end on like some goofy ass fun question or whatever, 
but and maybe it's maybe it's a writer maybe it's a musician but who like inspires you man well is that a big question probably probably (laughs) yeah like who inspires me like so many different categories of things that i love you know music and movies and fashion clothes even artists visual artists this that whatever I mean, all kinds of people. It just depends on the category. Yeah. But I would say that the number one person that inspires me the most would probably be my mom. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, never to never give up and to not take anyone's shit. Yep. And to follow through with what you do. You're a good person. Do good things. Don't let anybody try to distract you. And, and to keep your head on straight. And to keep – my mom always taught me to keep both feet on the ground. And, and we're all people, we all do things and, uh, uh, you know, to, to be, to be a good person. So I, I, I give my mom, especially with the, uh, the never give up attitude, uh, the, the follow your dreams attitude. Um, and yeah, so I'd say my mom, That's because I mean, you know, I like people like Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash and, and the Beastie Boys and. And, and, you know, I go down the list of all, I, I don't even know where to start. I like so many genres of music, man. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like older bands that like, you know, you got like Pennywise or Social Distortion or Suicidal Tennessee. I go down so many, you got all these actors like Robert De Niro or yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, Johnny Depp or like these, you know, Edward Norton, like those method actors, you know? Yeah. And then, and then you got like, and then you got like comedy, you know, Richard <laughs> Pryor. Right. George Carlin. George Carlin was right about a lot, a lot of stuff, by the way. Yeah. Oh, George Carlin. He was a little ahead of his time, wasn't he? Yeah. It's the point where you were like, wow, like it's one big club and you ain't in it. Yep. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Um, I I mean, it's true, man. It's true. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people inspiring bike riding wise, Matt Hoffman, my, obviously my best friend, Dennis McCoy, like these, you know, old school Mike Dominguez, yeah. BMX pro, Brian Blyther. So it's kind of hard for me. Yeah. I think, I think really what inspires me is when I see people doing things that they love to do from their heart. And that's the number, that's the first reason why inspires me because I feel like that's how I am. Right. I do things because I, I love to do them and I can relate to that. So right. it could be anybody, bro. It could be like the dude at the park that's not giving up. That could be inspiring for the moment. No, you know? but I think that, so. that, like, I think you can actually tell that from you, like your personality, you, you are so, you have so much energy. Like, I think I could imagine you watching somebody at the park and going, holy shit, I got to do that, you know? And that, I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Like I, I do. I think yeah. that's like super genuine to like, have that kind of passion. And, and again, like, I think you are inspiring for that reason, because you, you do so much stuff, you do so much stuff at a high level, but you can tell you enjoy it. And like, like, I really appreciate the way that you, your optimism and your positive, you know, like spin on everything. Thank because, you. And it's like, it's Thanks. pretty badass, man. Um, well, yeah, well, well I, I, I get inspired more from people doing things that they love to do creatively right. than, how big your watch is yep. or how big your house is yep. or how nice your car is. Cause that shit's cool too. You got, you know, there's nothing wrong with having things in life. There's nothing wrong with feeling bad for having nice things that you work for. I don't, I don't see a problem with that, but the inspiring aspect for me is more on the creative outlet side, the side that makes me feel like, Oh my God, I just watched that movie and I'm inspired to go do some, what I want to do. Yep. Or I just listened to that song and I'm like, what? <laughs> yep. Can't wait. You oh, know, dude, so. I, I, I like last thing, but I don't know if you have this feeling like when you watch a band, do you just feel like you have to go either record a song or be on stage? Like, I, I have a hard time going to watch bands because I'm like, oh, well, uh, I did. I did many of musical festivals. I did. Uh, what is it? I did 15 war tours. I mean, I've seen them all come up. All these bands come up yeah. and a lot of them. And you will watch, you will watch. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I'm going to start a band. I'm going to start a band. You'd love to be on stage and watch and be like exciting. And then once you start a band, yeah. you want to go support other bands for sure. I could watch a band and not be like, I want to be on stage. But I know the difference now of like, okay, like I can't wait to play a show. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to, to get, I can't wait to be back on stage. And so it's, it's, it's different. Cause once you start a band, yeah, you want to be like, 
you want to be up there and yep. you want to be doing your thing. Uh, so at, at times it could be hard, you know, yep. and if you get super excited then, you know, yep. so yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, that, man, thank you. Thank you again. Like I said, we'll, we'll get you on again. Thanks again to Rick for coming on the final episode of season two today. Such a really great, energetic, wise dude. Make sure to follow him on Instagram. And again, make sure to check out his band on iTunes, Good Guys in Black. As always, thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. See you soon when we come back with season three of the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We have some incredibly exciting guests coming. And again, thank you. Send any questions, comments to info at theabstractathlete.com. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Confuse you, try to scare you, mentally abuse you. They distract you, then they shock you. Deny the facts so they can't trip you. Take control of your mind. Time is now. Wake up.